0: Hey friends, welcome to Vinyl on Chrome. I'm your host, Dylan Stone. Time once again to let's slip the dogs of radio as we get prepared to do another show. (laughs) Vinyl on Chrome is brought to you by Alan Marshall and Associates. You can find them online at wecanhelp.ca or give them a call at 1-888-371-8900. All right, starting off this week, the husband and wife songwriting team of Carole King and Jerry Goffin wrote this next song, Little Eva, whose real name, by the way, was Eva Boyd, was their babysitter, actually more of a nanny, being paid $35 a week to watch their daughter Louise and clean their house. They were all young too. Eva was 17, Carol King was 19, and Goffin was 22. Anyway, one day, King came up with a melody that Goffin thought sounded like a locomotive, and when he saw Eva dancing with their daughter to the tune, he got the idea to make the song a brand new dance, the locomotion. He wrote the lyrics, and they brought Eva to the studio and had her record a demo hoping, of course, that D.D. Sharp would sing it. But their producer, Don Kirshner, thought Eva's voice was great. So they named her Little Eva, had her record the song, Bing Bang Boom, the rest was history. Now, the only downside for King and Goffin was losing their nanny. Of course, the song became a million seller and Eva was able to buy a place of her own. Now, fast forward to 1987 and Kylie Minogue did her own version of the song, It was the biggest hit single in the 80s in Australia and her only hit at number three in the U.S. until 2002 when she struck again with Can't Get You Out of My Head. But right now here's Kylie Minogue with her version. This is called the Locomotion Vinyl on Chrome.
1: Your cell phone is ringing and you don't recognize the caller. And with your debt, fear starts to creep in. But you don't have to live like this. Visit WeCanHelp.ca. Alan Marshall & Associates are government regulated licensed insolvency trustees who can help provide solutions to your debt problems. Depending on the circumstances, they can relieve up to 25, 50, 75% or more of your debt. Alan Marshall & Associates. Visit WeCanHelp.ca to find an office near you.
0: So this next song came together when the music producer Terry Melcher was hired to work on a song with the Beach Boys for Tom Cruise's movie Cocktail. The Beach Boys' glory days, of course, were behind them, and they'd been playing fairs and nostalgia shows. Of course, they were one of the most popular bands in the 60s and had a bunch of songs dealing with recreation and fun, which is why they were asked to record for the movie. In an interview, Beach Boy Mike Love explained how it all came together. He said, Terry was in the studio doing a track with a demo because we were asked to do the song for the soundtrack of the movie Cocktail featuring Tom Cruise. So we were asked by the director to come up with a song for this part of the movie where Tom Cruise goes from a bartender in New York to Jamaica. That's where I came up with the idea for Aruba, Jamaica, that part. So Terry was in the studio doing the track and they didn't have a chorus yet. They just had a certain amount of bars, but nothing going on there. So I said, well, this is what I want to do. And I remember I told him this part before, but he said, "Uh uh-huh, how does it go again? So literally, over the phone, I'm in the studio, and I'm going, Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you, and he's writing it all down, and I'm singing it, and the scene and the notes and the timing and everything is coming together in my mind. Sidebar for you, Terry Melcher was the son of actress Doris Day. In 1964, he worked as a staff producer at Columbia Records, where he teamed up with future beach boy Bruce Johnson for the hit Little Cobra. Which, of course, was credited to the Rip Cords. Right now, here's the Beach Boys. This is called Kokomo, final on Chrome. Uh... This next song was written by Cat Stevens, and it was a hit for P.P. P. Arnold in Britain in 1967, reaching number 18 in the charts. Stevens, who included it on his album New Masters later in 1967, never released his version as a single, as he felt Arnold's reaction was the definitive one. P.P. Arnold was a female singer from America who got her start as one of Ike and Tina Turner's backup performers. She was an Ike at. Two years later, with ike and tina she moved to london and got a record deal with immediate records now cat stevens was also part of the london music scene at the time and his song found its way to arnold who recorded it for her first album in america the first version to chart was by keith hampshire who took it to number 70 in 1963 that actually is my favorite version of the song here it is from 1973 here's keith hampshire first cut is the deepest vinyl on chrome I would have given you all of
2: my heart But there's someone who's torn it apart
3: And she's
2: taken almost all that I've got But if you want, I'll try to love again Baby Just to help me dry the tears that I have cried And I'm sure gonna give you a try And if you want, I'll try to love again Baby
0: So this next song was the biggest hit for the Greg Kinn Band, and it was a slow build. The group released nine albums between 1978 and 1986, and didn't have a hit until the breakup song, which appeared on album number six. Now, Jeopardy! came on their eighth. As for Kinn, he went on to write several novels and became the morning DJ at KFOX FM in San Jose, California. He continued to perform live at Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in California, well into the double zeros. But don't look for hidden meaning and opaque references or anything else in the Greg Kin Band song. Kin explained in a 1984 interview that he sticks to simple themes and tends to write about relationships and his girlfriends. Jeopardy was a bit of an anomaly for the band as it had more of a pop sound and was kind of quirky. Qualities that made a hit, but not the typical rock sound that the band stuck with, even when Van Halen was breaking out keyboards in the 80s. Right now, here's the Greg Kin Band. This is called Jeopardy. Vinyl on Chrome. listening to vinyl on chrome i'm dylan stone now one of the most blatant and memorable songs in the no good man milieu is you're no good written by clint ballard jr who also wrote songs for connie francis and the hollies the song is about a woman who comes to the conclusion that the guy she split from was trouble from the start the song's been around for a while long before linda ronstadt took it to the top of the chart in fact it was originally recorded by dd warwick in 1963 Her version was produced by the famous team of Lieber and Stoller, but it only stalled at 117. Betty Everett had more success, because she hit 51 in 1964. The band made one more appearance in 1964 when the British male band, the Swinging Blue Jeans, switched the gender and took the song to 97 in the US and number three in the UK, where it became the best known rendition of the song. But I'm gonna take you back to the original. Here's Dee Dee Warwick. This is called You're No Good, vinyl on chrome.
3: That's beautiful beer-
1: is always in the back of your mind. The day your minimum payment is due on your credit cards and with your growing debt, fear starts to creep in, but you don't have to live like this. Visit WeCanHelp.ca. Alan Marshall & Associates are government-regulated, licensed insolvency trustees who can help provide solutions to your debt problems. Depending on the circumstances, they can relieve up to 25, 50, 75% or more of your debt. Alan Marshall and Associates. Visit wecanhelp.ca to find an office near you.
0: Okay, this next song was written by Burt Bacharach and Carol Bayer-Sager. In fact, they wrote this for the 1982 movie Night Shift, where it was recorded by Rod Stewart and played over the closing credits. This version was not released as a single, but the songwriters thought it had lots of commercial potential, and then they had Dion and Friends record it in 1985. The song hit the top spot in January of 86 and stayed there for four weeks, the only other song that lasted as long on the top of the charts that year was Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. Right now, here's Dion Warwick and Friends. This is called That's What Friends Are For, Vinyl on Chrome.
4: And I never thought I'd feel this way And as far as I'm concerned I'm glad I got the chance to say That I do I should ever go away Well then close your eyes and try Feel the way we do today And then if you can remember Keep smiling, keep shining Knowing you can always count on me For sure we're
0: So Elvin Bishop is a blues guitarist who played in the Paul Butterfield Blues Band before forming his own group in 1968. Mickey Thomas was the vocalist in Bishop's band and sang the lead on Fooled Around and Fell in Love. In an interview with Elvin Bishop a few years ago, he said that, "'My voice is very plain. "'It's better suited for blues. "'It's been good for me "'because it made my songwriting strong because to really get over with a voice like mine, which is not a thrill in itself, it's the quality of the voice that has to be strong. And it's really good for words to capture people's imagination. And that tune, I gave it a try, but the producer, Bill Simsek, said, we need one more piece of material here. You got anything else laying around? I said, yeah, there's this song I wrote the other day. It's, well, it's not the other day. I tried to get a couple of other people to sing it, but somehow it didn't work out. So he said, okay, get it out. So we cut a track, and it was really a nice track but i didn't really like it it just wasn't as they say buttering my biscuit why don't we let mickey give it a shot so they did and the next thing you know it all worked out so mickey sings the lead on this one but right now here's elvin bishop this is called fooled around and fell in love Final on chrome I'm- So the song Suspicious Minds was written by Memphis singer Mark James, who also wrote B.J. Thomas's hit Hooked on a Feeling. James recorded the original version in 1968, but it didn't go anywhere. Elvis heard the song at Chip Moman's American Sound Studio in Memphis, where he came to record as a change of pace from Nashville. It was the first time recording in Memphis since 1955. Elvis was in the studio and walked by the office where Mark was playing the demo that they'd done. Elvis said, I want that song. So, everything went good. Elvis did the version, and he had a hit with it, of course. But, The Fine Young Cannibals had a version in 1985 that only hit number eight in the UK, but bizarrely, it got referenced on American TV show, Psych. Interesting. Here's the version by The Fine Young Cannibals, going back to 1985. This is called Suspicious Minds, vinyl on Chrome.
4: We're going to the trail, I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby Why can't you see What you do doing to me
0: Listening to Vinyl on Chrome, I'm Dylan Stone. All right, so we're going to have some fun before we get back into some more music here. A couple weeks ago, producer Mark and I had some fun with a couple of games and stuff, and we're going to do it again. Now, I'm going to tell Mark the slogan, and he's got to tell me what the product is that this slogan came from. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're going to have some fun with this. We're going to test you real good here, okay? Okay, hit me. What is the breakfast of champions? Uh, Wheaties. Wheaties, good. Don't leave home without it.
5: Don't leave home with Mastercard. Nope. Visa. Nope. American Express. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had to go down the list. Yeah. Have a blank and a smile. Have a Viagra <laughs> and a smile.
0: Well, that would certainly do it for that. Yeah, but no, that's not it. Good, good choice though. Okay, Mark.
5: all right. It's have
0: a Coke and a smile. Oh, okay.
5: You mean or oh, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Not the not not the bump. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the actual drink. Okay, oh, okay. all right, all
5: right. Oh boy, oh boy, some people.
0: <laughs> All right, I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see.
5: Wow, a trap. Um, Pinto? No, it's the game mouse trap. Oh. Parker Brothers. Okay, well, I thought they were talking about a fire trap. You know, the Pinto no. oh. <laughs> Ford Pinto.
0: <laughs> is it live or is it pre-taped?
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, are you talking about this show? Because you know, we do a lot of pre-tape. A taste of welcome, Maxwell House. No. It's got to be another coffee. No. No? It's got to be booze then. No. (laughs) (laughs) That'll welcome you. Uh, Okay. I don't know. Or no, it's got to be Sprite maybe? No. 7-Up? No. It's Ritz crackers. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. I was thinking drinks for some reason.
0: So there you go. There's just some things for you to think about. We'll have another one in a couple of weeks, play some more games and have some fun. Okay, so The Honey Drippers, Volume 1, is an EP released back in September of 1984, led by Robert Plant. Now, the project originated when Atlantic Records president Amit Ergen wanted to record an album of his favorite songs from the 50s. Plant was chosen because he'd seen his pickup band, the Honey Drippers, performing 1950 standards. Needless to say, they did an awesome job. Right now, here's Robert Plant and Honey Drippers. This is called Rockin' at Midnight, vinyl on chrome.
1: It keeps you up at night. And even when you do sleep, it's the first thing that pops into your head when you wake up, that lingering and growing debt. But you don't have to live like this. Visit WeCanHelp.ca. Alan Marshall and Associates are government-regulated, licensed insolvency trustees who can help provide solutions to your debt problems. Depending on the circumstances, they can relieve up to 25, 50, 75% or more of your debt. Alan Marshall and Associates. Visit WeCanHelp.ca to find an office near you.
0: Now, the Weather Girls were a duo of Martha Wash and Zora Amstead who stood out from each other's disco divas because of their voices and their size. Both honed their singing in church and developed remarkably powerful voices. This is a song that was written by Paul Schaefer, actually, and was a big hit for the Weather Girls. This is called It's Raining Men, vinyl on chrome. next song isn't really a ballad. Actually, it's up-tempo. John Lennon wrote the song about his marriage to Yoko and their run-ins with various international authorities. They were married March 20th, 1969 in Gibraltar and honeymooned in Amsterdam. John and Yoko's decision to get married came very suddenly on March 14th, 1969, two days after Paul McCartney married Linda Eastman. Now the line, Christ, you know it ain't easy, caused a great deal of controversy and actually got the song banned by the BBC and a lot of US radio stations. This was recorded and mixed in nine hours on the day it was written, April 14th, 1969. John Lennon and Paul McCartney worked through this song without the other Beatles because of a hastily called session. The way I heard it was that George and Ringo didn't want to be part of it, so they did it themselves. But we'll never know the truth, I guess. Right now, here's the Beatles. This is called The Ballad of John and Yoko, Vinyl on Chrome. Standing in the dark, Trying to get to Holland You're listening to Vinyl on Chrome, and I'm Dylan Stone. Did you know that a lot of people talk to their pets? In fact, a survey found that roughly 70% of pet owners talk to their animals more than they do their mates. Do You think that's true, Pongo? Yeah, I didn't think so either. Okay, so now this next song was written by Liam Sternberg. He got the idea when he was on a ferry boat, and he saw people struggling to keep their balance. The way they held out their arms and jerked around, it made it look like they were doing Egyptian moves. And if the boat had suddenly moved, they would have all toppled over. Sternberg was part of the vibrant 70s music scene in Akron, Ohio, where he wrote and produced for almost famous Jane Eyre and the Belvederes and Rachel Sweet. That gritty city is the antithesis of Los Angeles. But by the mid 80s, Akron was in the musical decline and L.A. was where it was happening. So that's where he pitched his demos. The demo of Walk Like an Egyptian had the vocal by Marty Jones and it got the attention of the producer of the Bangles, David Cain, who had them record the song. Needless to say it was a good idea. Here's the Bangles. Walk Like an Egyptian, vinyl on chrome. So this next song is called, You Must Not Be Drinking Enough. It's a song recorded by a country music singer, Earl Thomas Conley. Recorded in October of 1989 as the fifth single from the album, The Heart of It All. It reached number 26 on the Billboard Hot Country single and chart track. The song was written by Danny Korchmar, but of course it was first released by Don Henley in 1984 under the title, You're Not Drinking Enough, on his album, Building the Perfect Beast. It wasn't released as a single, but it's still a great song. Here is Don Henley, With the original version, this is called You're Not Drinking Enough. Vinyl on Chrome. Chrome. All right, so this next song is probably one of the most sentimental of all Jerry Rafferty's songs. It's about a man who dreams of owning a house and living away from his neighborhood, but he's a drunk and he can't achieve that goal. He drinks to forget what he doesn't have and never realizes that he's a rolling stone with no direction. Now, Jerry Rafferty was a member of Steeler's Wheel. You may remember them from their big 1973 hit, Stuck in the Middle with You. His first band was a folk duo called the Humble Bums, Believe it or not, his singing partner was none other than the comedian Jerry Connolly. That's right. Now, the song is called Baker Street. Now, if you know anything about Sherlock Holmes, you know Baker Street is a real street in London. Rafferty often stayed there with a friend that lived on that street. Now, the song was the Scottish singer's first release after his resolution of the legal problems surrounding the breakup of Steeler's Wheel back in 1975. During the intervening three years between this song and leaving... Steeler's wheel rafferty had been unable to release any material due to the disputes of the band and his friend's baker street flat was a convenient place to play and to stay while he tried to extricate himself from the Steeler's wheel contracts right now here's jerry rafferty this is from the album city to city this is called baker street vinyl on chrome All right, I'm going to end off with a little bit of a memory for you. See if you recognize this. This goes back to 1964. Listening to vinyl on Chrome, and I'm Dylan Stone. Right now, I have a song that I'm going to send out to my dad. Uh, he used to sing this song when I was a kid, just as a just for fun. And I came across it and thought I'd play it for you guys because it's it's kind of a funny novelty song and. There it is. It's called I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconuts. It was composed in 1944, and the song celebrates the coconut shy at funfairs. The chorus, roll a bowl, a bowl, a penny a pitch, is based on the call of the showman standing underneath the flare of gaslight, inviting the public to play. The ball is tossed or bowled, like in cricket, or pitched at the coconuts with the objective of knocking one of them off their stand. Now, in 1950, the song was a top 10 hit in the US for Freddie Martin and his orchestra, and it was sung by none other than Merv Griffin and actually sold over 3 million copies. And in the following year, it was a number 25 hit for Danny Kay. Right now, here's the Billy Cotton Band Show. This is called I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconuts, vinyl on chrome. <laughs>
6: a lovely bunch of coconuts there they are standing in a row big one small one some as big as your head give them a twist a flick of the wrist that's what the showman said i've got a lovely bunch of coconuts Not every ball you throw will make me rich oh there stands me wife the idol of me life singing roll a bowl of all a penny a pitch Singin' roll of all a penny a pit. singing roll a bowl of all a penny a pit. Oh, roll of all roll of all sing roll a of all a penny a pit.
2: up. Three shays a penny. Now, what you knock down, you take away. What about you, lady? Come on, have a mason and Oh, no, really? I couldn't possibly manage to Oh, smoke. go
6: on, Mum, have a go. You didn't do so bad to the night when you threw flying frying pan at me dad. Oh, yes, but that was different, you see. It was a large frying pan, and your father's such a fat fellow, Now then, make up your mind, lady. Either you're going to have a go at the coconuts, or you ain't going to have a go at the coconuts. Uh, now then, look here, young man. You, you didn't be- do so bad to the night when you threw flying frying pan at me dad. Oh! I told you you'd get it if you were saucy, tonight. I? have got a lovely bunch of coconuts. They're lovely. There they are standing in a one, row. One, two, three, four. Big ones, small ones, some as big as your head. And bigger. Give them a twist, a flick of a foot that's show, and showman said. Now then, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> and every ball you throw will make me rich. Penny a bitch. All together. Singing roll, a bowl, a bowl, a, a, a penny a bitch. Armony. Singing roll, a bowl, a bowl, a penny a bitch. Oh, my father was an Ulster man. Protestants was he. My mother was a... Cat-
1: cell phone is ringing and you don't recognize the caller and with your debt fear starts to creep in but you don't have to live like this visit wecanhelp.ca alan marshall and associates are government regulated licensed insolvency trustees who can help provide solutions to your debt problems depending on the circumstances they can relieve up to 25 50 75 percent or more of your debt alan marshall and associates visit wecanhelp.ca to find an office near you
0: Okay, Sports is the third album by Huey Lewis and the News, released back in September of 1983 on Chrysalis Records, reached number one on the Billboard Hot 200 in June of 84 and ultimately charted for 160 weeks. Yeah, 160. Sports was ranked number two on the Billboard year-end album chart for 1984, and, of course, it spawned four top ten hits. Yeah, unbelievable. Heart and Soul, Harder Rock and Roll. Of course, that song won a Grammy Award. Sports did well internationally, where most of the singles charted in the top 40 in multiple countries. And of course, the album has been certified seven times platinum. Unbelievable. Right now, here's one that wasn't actually released as a single, but I love the song because it's just amazing. And in fact, little sidebar for you, the song was originally written up-tempo. Johnny Cola did some work with it. He took it home, did what it is, and slowed it down, brought it back to Huey Lewis, and he liked it. So they recorded it slower. Right now, here's Huey Lewis in the news from sports. This is called Bad is Bad Vinyl on Chrome. Okay, so this next song was written and originally recorded by bob dylan back in 1967 but it was Jimi hendrix that made the song famous many other artists have tried a crack at it including eric clapton neil young u2 dave matthews band and the grateful dead but dylan was so impressed with jimmy's version that dylan for years played it the way jimmy had recorded it now this was hendrix's only top 40 hit in the u.s where his influence far outpaced his popularity he charted a few times in the UK where he rose to fame before making a name for himself in America. This was recorded while Hendrix played with the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Hendrix on guitar, Noel Redding on bass, and Mitch Mitchell on drums. For this song, however, Redding was not on bass, actually, Jimi Hendrix did. Right now, here is Jimi Hendrix. This is called All Along the Watchtower. Final on Chrome. So Thirsty Ears is a second album by Powder Blues Band, released back in 1981. In fact, Thirsty Ears was the band's follow-up to Uncut, which was actually released the year before. Thirsty Ears was certified platinum in Canada for 100,000 copies shipped. The title track, Thirsty Ears, peaked at number 17 back in 1981. And I love the whole album. Right now though, here's one that actually wasn't released as a single. Still a hell of a song, as only Tom Lavin can do. Here's the powder blues band. This is called Nothing But A Tease. Vinyl on Chrome.
3: She was nothing but a tease i spent the whole night Talking to her people I bought her drinks And I used every line I had Turned out the girl Was nothing but a tease 3 a.m. That's closing time I shouldn't I read the paper this morning You know, sometimes I wish I didn't have to think to play the blues for you.
0: Listening to Vinyl on Chrome, I'm Dylan Stone. Thanks so much for being here. Glad you could come along for the ride. Okay, the Springfields were a Peter, Paul, and Mary style folk trio of Dusty Springfield, later a solo, obviously, and her brother Tom and their friend Tim Field. The song was originally recorded by Wanda Jackson in 1956, and it was the first single for the Rockabilly singer. The Springfields heard Jackson's version and recorded their own. Their version actually is an early example of folk pop complete with jangly guitar solo. But I will play you the original. This goes back to 1956. This is Wanda Jackson, The Queen of Rockabilly. This is called Silver Threads and Golden Needles, vinyl on chrome.
7: moon but you think i should be happy with your money and your name and pretend that i don't notice while you play your cheating game silver threads and golden needles can't patch up this heart of mine and i'll never Rose in the warm glow of your wine, you can't buy my love with money, for I never was that kind. Silver
4: threads
7: and golden needles can't catch up this heart of mine. faded gingham where love is a sacred thing. You grew up in silk and satin where love's a passing game. I know now you never loved me. Golden and silver threads and golden needles can't patch up this heart of mine and I'll never drown my sorrows in the warm glow of your wine you can't buy my love with money
1: That day is always in the back of your mind. The day your minimum payment is due on your credit cards and with your growing debt, fear starts to creep in. But you don't have to live like this visit wecanhelp.ca. Alan Marshall and Associates are government-regulated, licensed insolvency trustees who can help provide solutions to your debt problems. Depending on the circumstances, they can relieve up to 25, 50, 75% or more of your debt. Alan Marshall and Associates. Visit wecanhelp.ca to find an office near you. Alright,
0: so Nazareth made this song a hit, but it was originally released by the Everly Brothers back in 1960 on their album A Date with the Everly Brothers. Like their heartbreak hit from 1957, Bye Bye Love, it was written by Bortle O'Brien. The original Everly Brothers version runs 2 minutes and 23 seconds and is delivered in their distinctive, pleasing harmonies. The Nazareth version is 3 minutes and 3 seconds and has sandpaper vocals by lead singer Dan McCafferty screamed out as if he's falling into a pit of despair. I kind of like both versions myself, but that's just me. Right now, here are the Everly Brothers. This is the original. 1960. This is called Love Hurts. Vinyl on chrome.
4: Love Hurts. Love scars.
0: This next song was written by Jim Peterick who is the group's guitar player and lead singer and he said in an interview how it all came together he said in April of 1968 while I was waiting to see one of my favorite groups the Turtles at Riverside Brook High School in Chicago's suburb of Riverside my eyes wandered to the girl standing in front of me she was a vision in knee socks and orange culottes long silky hair and big huge blue eyes sounds nice to me too I've always been partial to blonde, but that's just me. Anyway, as I was trying to screw up the courage to say hello, she turned to me and said, Aren't you Peterick? Turns out she'd seen the Ides of March a month prior when we opened for the new Colony 6 at Morton West High School. I said, Yeah. And from there, the conversation seemed to flow. I had never met a girl I had so much in common with. Karen and I sat together at the show, and by happy together, she had placed her leg on top of mine, which obviously is a very positive sign for a first date. One day, in a fit of frustration, I heard myself blurt out to her, you know, all I am to you is your vehicle. The word baby was added later. Just then, the light popped, and my mind went right to a whole song, all about guys like me who don't mind being taken for a ride by a beautiful girl. I said, see you later, and started writing a song. Here's Ides of March. This is called Vehicle. Final on chrome.
4: Hey, well,
2: I'm a friend of stranger in the black sedan. I oh, want you hop inside my car. I got pictures, got candy, I'm a lovable man, and I can take you to the nearest star. I'm your
4: vehicle. Band.
0: While awaiting the release of California Dreamin', band member Denny Doherty was prodding songwriter John Phillips to come up with some new material. Phillips said he'd come back in the morning with a song with universal appeal. Ignoring the sarcastic comments from the group's members, Phillips came up with Monday, Monday. It's about the lousy feeling that comes at the end of the week and the beginning of another work week. Boy, oh boy, have we all been there. But you know what? I don't get that. Working in superlative studios. That's one difference. Thank God for that. Right now, here's the Mamas and the Papas. This is called Monday, Monday. Final on Chrome.
8: Monday, Monday. So good.
3: Whatever Monday comes, whatever Monday Monday comes, you can find me crying all of the time.
0: They don't make them like they used to. In fact, this classic hails from a time when rock and roll bands had flashy names like Bill Haley and the Comets. Yeah, it says a different world back then. Now, the song See You Later, Alligator was written by Louisiana songwriter Robert Charles Goodry, who recorded himself in 1955 under the stage name Bobby Charles. Of course, Bill Haley had the version that took off. And it's a great version, too. Here is Bill Haley and his Comets. This is called See You Later, Alligator. Vinyl on chrome.
2: See you later. Saw my baby walking, with another man today. i
0: pretty much does it for this week. We'd like to thank Alan Marshall and Associates for sponsoring Vinyl on Chrome. You can find them online at wecanhelp.ca or give them a call at 1-888-371-8900 Vinyl on Chrome is a syndicated radio show and is distributed by superlativestudios.net The show is produced by Mark Gosselin and co-produced by Scott Walsh We Hope you enjoyed the show this week Send us an email at vinylonchrome, that's no E at gmail.com and check us out on Facebook I'm Dylan Stone So until next time, remember take care of yourselves and take care of each other because that's the way it's supposed to be